Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. My guests today are absolute inspiration personified. First, I have Yola Nash. She is a musician who came from Poland, an incredible story of bravery and growing up early in a communist country and then coming to America, living the American dream. And truly, all her dreams are coming true. Her third album is coming out called Manhattan Whispers, and it's up for a Grammy. We're going to hear this really, truly enchanting story. And when we speak of enchantment, the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber, they come on my show all the time because they are the most prolific artists and writers that I know. They are constantly coming out with something beautiful to give you a wonderful sense of inspiration and guidance for your life, tools and oracles and all sorts of wonderful, fun things. Their latest is the Art of Affirmations, and it's a beautiful deck of cards with Amy's art and Monty's words that will help put you on the right uplifted foot every single day. It's all brought to you by Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. The tune of 32 fruits and vegetables and 10 servings per day. It's a way to get the nutrition into your body that you need. That is really almost impossible to do any other way. Balanceofnature.com is the website. Put my name, Laura, into the promo code to get your 35% discount and free shipping. When we come back, Yola Nash and Manhattan Whispers don't go away. It's the way home. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Give me your love. Give me your love. My whisper's was crying through a sedge of rain. I'm walking barefoot, but up with the street. Trying to end my pain, your love is all I need. You're listening to the beautiful, sultry sounds of vocalist Yola Nash. Yola, welcome to the program. It was so beautiful to hear that song, Manhattan Whispers, off your brand new album of the same name, title track. Congratulations to you. I can imagine that finishing an album is no easy feat, but you did it. And this is the third time. So, so happy for you. Welcome to the show. Wow, you made my day. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to be on your show. And oh my gosh, like you have just mentioned, this is such a uh, such incredible joy. And I always say when people ask me, how how is it to, to record an album? And I always say, it's just like so rewarding because it's a tangible thing. And in my case, it's a journey. It's my dream for from far away from Poland, but at the same time, it's it's challenging. It's it's a commitment. It's not a thing that you you're gonna commit to for a week or a month or something. It's like a decision that it's that it's so important. In my case, I started writing uh, about February uh, this year. And I wrote about 60 songs in a matter of a few months. It was 60, like 60, six, zero, six, six, zero. Finally, something opened up in me because I've been writing songs since I was like 14 years old and I wrote for other people as well. So it's been something that allowed me to express my, my feelings, my, my worries, my challenges, my, you know, 
broken heart or all my messages to just to the world, to other people. So um, I couldn't write last year after releasing the album in 2020, that was beautiful and, and, and made really good, um, you know, splash. And it was successful, even though it was in a, you know, such a challenging pandemic uh, time. But after that, um, a couple of days before filming our video for the other album, my brother died in Poland and he left seven little children. So it was devastating and I couldn't work on music. I couldn't do anything. I was just like shut down for over a year. I could not write songs or, or anything. And then some other things happened in my personal life, you know, quite a challenging period of time. And finally in February, when something kind of opened up in my heart, in my soul, in my energy, and I started like getting ideas. And you wouldn't believe sometimes when you, when you feel um, that that energy is flowing, it's I think it's like an opening of your of your I don't know uh, energy field to the universe, and you start receiving interesting words, ideas, phrases, uh, like like bits of 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 songs, melodies, rhythms. So I would be I was like running around and writing songs like crazy day at night. And sometimes there would be a day or a night, mostly I write at night. <laughs> so all the songs are written from like, you know, 11 at night till like six in the morning. So I could talk about it forever. It, it's been- It's an incredible crazy. process. It must be like birthing a baby or something like yes, that. Exactly. I can only imagine. But I want to introduce people to you and you to my audience um, for people who- haven't heard of you, um, but will, because this album is uh, being considered for the 65th Grammys. And Yay. so I'm excited <laughs> for you for that. But Yola Nash, um, we were very dear friends in New York. We also both had radio shows at WABC Radio, and you were in radio before that. You're an artist, uh, as well as um, a musician. And uh, your story always fascinated me because you truly are that quintessential story of American immigration that was done in a way that we think of it, um, you know, how it used to be. And you had a dream to come to America from Poland, where as a child you were in, in aspects of communistic Poland. But as you grew older, it became, you know, a, a democratic country. Um, so to speak, but you grew up at a, in a in a world that, like as Americans, we can't even fathom, and and you brought with you to New York just a few dollars and a dream by yourself, not speaking a word of English, but yes. you came in and you you literally lived what used to be um, sort of the what you imagine people that come from countries that are are not as free as ours and you not only did you survive and then become a citizen but you did so many different things that it, really you need to make a movie of your life I, I wish we had more time in the program to discuss it but when you came you literally did have only a few dollars in your pocket is that correct that's correct I I actually borrowed like uh, $500 from my mom. It was like her almost life savings. 
and another 500 bucks from my granny. It was another like a life savings. And it, I knew that I had a thousand dollars and I knew that this is, this is what I have, my whole treasure to survive and, and to, you know, and to find a way. I always say when you're facing the most challenging times in your life, you can't compare yourself to anybody else. Just look at yourself as a unique you and find your own way. And this is what I've been doing my whole life since I landed in New York. Because if I would have compared myself to anybody else here, I would have given up because it's so challenging. It's big. And, and, and you would, you would say like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's impossible. But I always say my life is like a project possible. I call it. <laughs> and if you feel like your life, you know, has a purpose here and whatever God gave you, your, your talents, your skills, your ideas for your life, uh, use it, make the best out of it. And later you will discover, like I'm discovering right now, that the things in my life that I was thinking, these are like a burden, like a heavy weight on me. I live in this disadvantaged world and there's no hope. There is, there is no one to help me. All of a sudden, when you overcome those challenges later on, those exact challenges are becoming the essence of, of your power and inspiration for other people. Who knew? I mean, even I tell you something funny. When we were mixing my, my album, we were in studio. I work with two wonderful Grammy-winning producers, uh, Edsel Gomez and, and uh, Lonnie Park. And Edsel is also my music director and the pianist on my album. And when we were doing final mixes and we were uh, working on the arrangement, uh, arranging the order of the songs, so when, when people listen to it, it will flow well. And so Lonnie was jumping from, from one track to another, and he says, yeah, if I didn't know you at all, I would listen to you. This is so interesting. And I said, yeah, 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 you're so nice. You're just saying it. And he says, no, I would prefer to listen to you than to some other people because of your, your, what you have in your voice, that experience and that, that warmth and that uh, sensuality, like a pure sensuality and also your slight accent. That's what I love in your voice. Makes you different, makes you you. And I was like, get out of here. The accent, this is the thing I've been fighting all the time. He says, no, 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 never, never lose it, never lose it. So one of those things, you know, that you think, it's something that it's, it's awful or it's, it's, it's an bad. obstacle, an obstacle. It's actually becoming your asset. The same as my experiences, like heavy experiences from the communistic regime. Like, you know, uh, like you have mentioned, the challenges are unimaginable. Like you don't have enough food. You don't have shoes. You don't have, you have nothing in the store. You go to the store and there's nothing to buy. And if you're lucky to buy something like a piece of clothes or shoes and we are not comfortable or too small, you couldn't even return it. Mm-mm. That was a regime that you cannot even imagine. And the worst in those regimes, because, you know, it's not only my country, but these kind of situations are all over the world. In those regimes, uh, the worst thing is that you feel trapped in your you know, not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally and in your heart, you feel like there's no hope. Like yes. you cannot have a dream. You cannot 
have a successful life. You, it, it's just, that's the worst prison. And if I remember when I was 14 years old and I saw this whole thing, I realized where I am like, like strongly. And I said to myself, no, my life is so important. I'm here for a reason. And I've been dreaming about music and, and singing since I was like five years old. I was always, you know, singing and singing and singing, creating songs. And when I was 14, I said, no, I will not allow this situation, those circumstances to completely destroy my energy, my talents, my vision for my life. And I promised myself when I was 14, I will keep going with my education, go as high, high as I can and keep developing my skills in music and in art. And that's what I've been doing. And you have. <laughs> you have you're so fascinating. You have many um, layers to you, Yola Nash. Uh, Yola Nash is my guest right now. She has just completed her third album called Manhattan Whispers. It's sort of a, hmm, a fusion of Latin, Eastern European from her Polish roots and also ja- just jazz. And it's beautifully, beautifully, beautifully produced. And you truly do have this sensuality, this sultry delivery in all of your music. Um, but as you mentioned, there's hope in there, too. When I hear your voice, I hear the hope in there. I hear the inspiration. And I just I'm so grateful that you followed your dream because you will serve to be a light for many other people who are coming up as well. And people from backgrounds that aren't even half as challenging as yours was growing up at that time in Poland. But you, you've you made a very big life here and, and you've done so many things in addition to, like you said, your music. You also are an artist. You're a graphic designer. You, you have the record for the largest uh, theatrical poster in the world, correct? Correct. <laughs> Which was it one was of for, those. Yeah. Incredible achievements that you cannot ever imagine or plan or expect. It just starts it was beautiful. from project. It was beautiful. It was for Anne Frank. Uh, the, yes, the show Anne Frank that was in Europe. Um, it was a huge production about the life of Anne Frank. And you did the movie, yes. or not movie poster, the theatrical poster for it. And it was, how many feet was it? 170 it was feet tall? 170, I think, eight feet tall, which is like 15 story tall and and it just was just like mind-blowing and they never told me they're going to do this because I would would have never allowed it as an artist because I would always you know think how are you going to do it it's not going to good enough be good enough in terms of you know quality and pixels and all this stuff so they, they never told me and then <laughs> when it was done and it was already hanging on the this huge building by the water they sent me a video and I was blown away. I, I, I like dropped from the floor. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's now, incredible. You know, yeah, now you know what's really beautiful about things like that in our life. Every time I'm facing some some challenges or, or some obstacles or or I meet some discouraging people, which we all do every day, uh, I put that video on like a little little clip for a few seconds to see it and remind myself, Look what you've done. You can do it. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. And and it is really, if you think about it, the fact that you made it to these mediums where you have to express your voice and your talent, you were so worried about, you literally did not speak a word of English when you came to America. How did you teach yourself? I remember you telling me the story. <laughs> you know, I, I've always loved English because I, I, when I was in my high school or in college, um, you know, I... I've learned a little bit of um, 
uh, Latin and Italian, and I always wanted to learn English. So when I landed here, I was like, I could say like, hello, uh, a taxi, uh, a bathroom, or whatever, a couple of words just to <laughs> survive for a few days. And, you know, I wanted to learn so fast. So I started buying uh, uh you know, uh, CDs to listen to to English songs because it would be like uh, playing in your ears all the time of the proper English. I was constantly, you know, trying to make conversations with people and nonstop. I, I bought this little electronic uh, translator that would pronounce words. You write a word and it would uh, give you uh, the proper pronunciation in English. So I would repeat and repeat, repeat a hundred times one word and write down words. And I, until today, I have, you wouldn't believe it. I still have like three uh, big notebooks uh, near my desk. And, and I always write down new phrases, new words, because I'm mm -hmm. fascinated about learning English, like to the highest level it's possible for me. Yeah. So it's been a journey. I love the language and I love discovering it. And like when I was writing songs, I, I used to write songs in Polish. So it was different language, different expression. When I started writing in English and I was, uh, uh, you know, going to those special uh, songwriting classes and seminars and meetings with famous songwriters, uh, I would present some of my materials and they would be like, Yola, this is beautiful, but Americans would never understand. It's too poetic. It's too Polish. You've got to just switch into a different mode, a different language, different expressions. And I was like, what? It's beautiful. You don't get it. And then I, I started getting like private classes and I understood that I need to switch completely to a different mode of expressions. And yes. this is how I started writing. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, but but language your your command of the language is really wonderful, especially when you put it into music. There is a sense of poetry that that comes with that, and and also just a sense of reality. And you have to understand behind. I speak a foreign language. I speak Portuguese, and you have to you almost have to get into a different mindset. It's it's how exactly. they express themselves, and people different cultures express themselves differently but you i love the albums uh you know this sense of it, it has this romantic appeal that reminds me of something from back in the 40s maybe or the 50s it's sort of this uh throwback to that for me i love the musicality on the album you you use an accordion which yes. obviously in Poland is is huge. I know this only because I was the producer of the longest running polka show in the United States, Whoa. three years, and um, so I'm I'm used to hearing polka, which is uh, more of the folk type of music in Poland, right? But you have this beautiful accordion that weaves throughout your entire album. And it's weaved into the jazz of the album and the um even the Latin, you have a lot of Latin fusion in there, Edsel Gomez and things like this, people that have that proclivity. And it just sounds gorgeous. And I and, and I can't tell whether I'm in Paris when I'm listening to it or in uh, Poland or in, you know, South America, because um, you have so many of those tones in there for you. Uh, it, was it purposeful that you brought together all those different um, qualities from different countries is it, it was that very purposeful for you yeah i'm I'm so happy you mentioning uh this this uh you know side of the uh, of the album because you know as an artist um what you're looking for always is your own language your own space 
And that's the toughest to achieve because you can have some talent, you can have some, uh, some, something in your voice, you can have some ideas, but you got to create your own space, your own voice, your own sound, material, your own sound. And that was so challenging for many years because I was many times I was directed by different producers, different people that I worked with in the past, and they were pushing me towards different directions. And it was it wasn't me. I was always struggling, always hurting my voice, always unhappy with the sound. And and with this project, uh, when I was actually started with the previous album, because these are all the same musicians and the same people that were uh, working with me. Um, on the previous album in 2020. So the way it happened, we started, I, start, I, I wrote songs and, and I started thinking about the sound, how I'm going to uh, do it. And I was talking to my producer at Gomez. And he said, so we put down all the instruments and, and, I, and he says, and I said, I need to have a trumpet as a lead, leading texture. And he says, no, 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 you don't need a trumpet. I said, I love trumpet. I love trumpet. I want trumpet. He says, no, you don't need tr- a trumpet. You need a, an accordion. Because we, we talked about the, the accordion before and I loved it. And he says, this is, this is your culture. This is your roots. This is your soul. You got to bring it. And I said, are you kidding me? People's going to laugh at me in New York, in America, me bringing accordion. He says, no, this is going to be specifically you. And then I thought, oh my gosh, it's true. I used to play accordion. My brother used to play accordion. My grandpa used to play accordion. He, when I was little, I was, you know, like a young teenager. He calls me one day and he says, come over to the to, to our house. I, I want to show you something. He shows me, he bought an amazing accordion. He sold a horse, uh, you know, not telling my grandma because she would have, I don't know, killed him for that. It was such a challenging time, no money for food. And he sold the horse and bought an accordion. So we talking passion. So yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, this accordion is in my soul. I need it. I have to do it. So we started working on an accordion. And then Alex Mexner, who is the uh, Grammy winning, uh, one of the toppest accordions, uh, accordionists in the world. He's a dear friend of mine, an amazing, amazing musician. So he created this whole amazing texture of accordion. And like you said, we're mixing things like that you're feeling like you are in Paris or you're in Poland or you're Eastern Europe or, or all of these, um, you know, beautiful moods and textures that he creates. It's mind blowing. It's like, oh, my God, I feel in heaven. <laughs> and many times, like you've, you've just uh, emphasized, many times critics and uh, my audience uh, uh say the same thing they emphasize the same thing that this accordion and and other instruments the latin groove that's there makes you feel so good you feel like dancing you feel this enthusiastic energy and and it's just like and romance yes and romance yes and some people say oh my gosh i feel like in paris and i want to dance and the funny thing is i just started uh, getting um invites to paris including um, an idea to film another video uh, in Paris for for the song called uh, "Lovers in Paris," which is the second track on the album. So it's like the music when you give your heart to it, and you're not afraid to bring your ideas. That will your ideas and the people that come together helped create my style. And people right now, like critics, they are saying, "Oh my gosh, there's nothing like nothing like your." thing because you put together uh latin influences and latin grooves 
Yes. And then Eastern European flavor, all the colors and accordion and your voice and, and you created your unique sound. And I'm like, wow, it happened yes. because we started working on it and it happened. And this is my signature sound. Thank God I found it. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I no? think it's very aptly as we close our segment, because I, like I said, I wish we had the whole hour to talk to you because I love hearing your process. I love hearing how, how inspired you were to do it. And now the result is you have a completed album. It's, it's already being considered um, for the Grammys, 65th annual Grammys. And, and so I wish you all the very best of luck on that. Um, it's aptly called Manhattan Whispers, the album, because you have a whispering quality to your voice throughout all of the music, which again is, is just, um, it reminds me of, when I was a little girl, we used to have this album by Claudine Langer. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and she had, she used to sing the look of love is on wow. her face. Yeah. And, and it, that's what you remind me of, which brings me nothing but just beautiful memories of discovering music as, as a child. And it, and how, when music was romantic, when music could lift your spirits. And so I'm so happy for you, your previous album, which was, absolutely gorgeous as well touched by love but this new one manhattan whispers i think people will enjoy it and and really um now that they've heard your story they're going to love it even more so they can get it wherever albums can be downloaded and sold and everything correct on any of the musical platforms and what you're going to be uh also dropping some new videos to go with the music, which I think it, it, it just makes it even more special. I hope you do go to Paris to do <laughs> that, yes, I would that love video. It. I yeah. would love it. Yola Nash is my guest. Yola Nash, you'll never forget the name and you won't forget it when you hear the music as well. We're going to go out on one of my favorites on the album, which is called Still Love You. Still love you from the album Manhattan Whispers. Yola Nash, thank you, my dear, for being on the way home. Much love to you. So, so, so much. And thank you to all of, you know, wonderful people in your audience. I invite you to listen to my songs. And my wish is so they will touch your heart and will grow that beautiful energy of inspiration and light. Thank you so much. Thank you. Still love you. Even though I know our heart's been deeply broken But everywhere I go I feel your words unspoken And everything I do Reminds me of you And every song I hear Somehow relates to you Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, every so often, in fact, quite often, we step into an enchanted world, and that's with some wonderful friends of mine who uh, are known the world over for the so many books that they have written and the wonderful tools that they have for enlightenment and metaphysics and all that they do, including uh, haute couture fashion. It's really unlimited, the enchanted world and the people who 
run it, own it, and live in it are Amy Zerner and Monty Farber, the I think the happiest couple, married couple in the world, I could say, along with, I have another couple who calls themselves that, but I would say you two are both the happiest married couple in the world. Welcome to the show. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank you. And where is that other couple? We're going yeah, to talk to them. <laughs> I think you know them. Um, the uh, Pecks, Scott and Shannon Peck. Oh, sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. And they you were both featured in Ariel Ford's book, Hot Chocolate for the Mystical Lover. Oh. And both of you had chapters in there t- telling how you found each other. That's a whole other segment in itself. But I love to talk about your love story because it truly is in these times, in this day and age, it's a beautiful, loving miracle of how many years together now? Is it 47? Yeah, we're um, October 23rd. We'll make the 48th anniversary of our meeting. Of your meeting. Yeah, and then we yeah. moved to 75 and married in 78. Yes, and you I don't think you've ever been apart a day since you met, from what it sounds like. I used to work in the movie business. I think six weeks was the longest we were away, but not for a long time. Yeah, I didn't like and when, when I pulled up in the bus, I was looking out the window. I said, wow, look at that beautiful woman. And then I realized it's Amy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you realized it was your wife? <laughs> she was my wife, yeah. Waiting at the bus stop to meet me when I got back from uh, Arkansas, Bentonville, Arkansas. And we work together, which I guess is not so common. You know, we're together. Right. We work together. We like each other a lot. So. Yeah. And like yeah. And, and we're having a lot of fun and, and we're making our contribution. And I think that's why our friend Anne Marie is going to do a documentary about us. Yes. So uh, there's a, a few things we're going to uh, talk about today in the enchanted world. And, but that was one of them. I've been seeing you posting recently on uh, social media that someone is making a documentary on your life, your work together, because when you said you work together every day, it's true that you both, when when Amy does her art and her fashion, Monty, you're helping her. When you do your astrology, your your book writing, and your sessions for people, she is helping you. I've never seen such a collaborative um, relationship in terms of work and love and life. It's really a unique thing. It's just, it's, it's very rare. And, and yet you make it look effortless and so much fun. It's like everybody wants to be in, in a relationship like that. It's just really incredible. But you have such a, an incredible, uh, synergy, both with most of the artwork is done by Amy or all of it, I should say. She is truly, she's an award winning artist, um, and does absolutely incredible, um, tapestries and, and collages and, uh, fashion, as I mentioned before. And then Monty is an astrologer, a uh, psychic reader to the Fortune 500. He's a, uh, just a metaphysician of the highest level and a teacher. And so you put these things together and you've got the, the most beautiful products and you come out with these, I, I, are they divination tools, oracle sets, um, all the time. And they're just beautifully done with Monty's writing, your artwork. And the latest one that I have received here, I saw you post about it on social media and I said, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And it's your latest one, which is affirmations, the art of affirmations. And within it are three affirmation decks. And I really want to talk about this because affirmations changed my life when I realized that you can have them do them and enact upon them. And 
I've never looked back, but your beautiful set here with with the wonderful writing on it and the the artwork makes it easy for people. They just pull a card from the deck and the rest is affirmative. So let's talk about what is an affirmation and and how can people use them in their daily lives? And it's not hocus pocus. It's it's the art of positivity. Tell tell us how an affirmation works, either of you. Well, we are affirmations. You know, what we think becomes part of who we are. And I think lots of times we, it's, uh, un- we're very unconscious about our thoughts, what goes through our minds. I read somewhere that 80,000 thoughts go through our head a day, and like 80 th- 80% of those are negative. Right. I can't do this. I can't do that. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. Um, affirmations, the way we're talking about it here in the art of affirmations, it comes with three decks. One's breathe, one's heal, and one is divine. Uh, we all need to breathe more. That's goes without saying. And that's the only way to control your heart. The only thing you control about your body is, is your breathing. And then healing, we all need to heal because we've all been little and, and small and powerless and, and and the divining thing is about oracles. It's about predicting your future based on creating your future. And the affirmations help you create the future by telling yourself that you can do these things. That um, and, and plus, it makes you more aware of you saying negative things. Because once people start becoming aware of how much of their thoughts are, I can't do this, I shouldn't do that, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too weak, to four. Yeah. I mean, we all have desires, whether it's to have more love or more money. We know from doing the books we do, those are the three, you know, it's work, love, career, and, uh, you know, relationships. So pulling an affirmation card or telling yourself an affirmation helps you clarify that shift, you know, into something more positive. Into, and that shift makes you take action. And you have all this beautiful, it's like getting an Amy Zerner art book, a little, it's in miniature that you can take with you. And we put the words right there on the cards. It comes with a little booklet, but the words are right on the cards. The affirmation's right there. So it becomes a little ritual if you do it each morning, pull a card. The box is actually designed with a slit on top where you can put your card of the day and have it remind you. It's really little reminders that helps yes. you. Become more mindful. Right. Become more mindful. What you speak, what you think, and what you say. I I think I have found in my life since I started discovering this type of thinking and work of affirmations is truly what your life becomes. It's so important. I it. I try to tell friends all the time. You know, they'll say, "Oh, I'm. I'll never." make that happen, that dream come true. And I would say, watch that. Don't speak like that because what you focus on, what you say a lot and what you feel in your heart very often comes to pass. And that goes for the wonderful things and the not so wonderful things. So be mindful of it, right? So I'm pulling just two of your cards at random here. Um, This is from the healing deck and it's kindness and it has a gorgeous picture of an angel on the front. Absolutely beautiful that you've put together here, Amy. And the words that you've written, Monty, are kindness is a gift you receive by giving it away. What a wonderful world it would be if more people were simply kind to each other. However, many people are not. So be compassionate, but not stupid. Right. Don't you love Laura's voice? Yes, she has the best voice I want to in the hear world. Her read all of our affirmations. Yeah, when we, when we, when we, oh, gosh, that would be an honor. I tell you, I would do that 
in my sleep. I would pay you to do that. <laughs> I'm glad you did the spoken word version. I love it. All right, we're uh, on it. We're on it. Let's do the audio version of that. No, but these are the kind of words. It's just it's direction and it's very pithy. So it's right there. It's short, but it's deep and it's fundamental. So I I really love it. But there's how many cards in here? Because there's a whole bunch. Eight. Yeah. There's because 36 times three. That's 108, right? Yes. Okay. Laura, it made me aware of sometimes you can see. Another person's negativity more obviously than your own because these habitual thoughts just run through our head and uh, unless you bring them to the surface and really examine why you think you don't deserve that or why you think it can't happen or pulling a card is like a little mirror. You know, why, why do you think that can't happen or why do you think it should happen? And it's a little form of therapy, really. And it's not like your life's going to change instantly. But in a way, it is going to change instantly. I'm not saying that all of a sudden you're going to win the lottery. But by being more aware, you will see opportunities that you otherwise would have missed. And, and opportunities including to be kind, like the, the card you just pulled. And I mean, the Dalai Lama says being kind is what religion is, that there's nothing else. So, you know, it, what it seems like you're lying to yourself when you say these things when it first starts, but you're not. Because you're scared that, that it can't happen or right. won't happen. Right. Or, yes, or exactly. You have fear that it won't happen. But the beautiful thing that I, I learned also about affirmations, it's really important to put them in the present tense. So, in other words, don't say, um, in the future, I will get, because then it remains in the future. Right. So you say, I have now this or I am this. I am happy. I am uh, gifted. Wow. I am talented. I am successful. You put it in the right. the now. We well, do. It says I am loved. Right. I, I am open. open. I am transformed. That puts it. You, you start to feel it physically when you say that and feel it. And you have to see it. And it's it, you have to practice getting better at it, you know, seeing the movie, visualizing, affirm it, feeling in your gut. And if the, for those who are very scientifically oriented, I wrote a book called Quantum Affirmations, which shows how uh, quantum physics relates to affirmations because quantum physics is particle physics. And the smallest particle prior to quantum affirmations was light, which is both a particle and a wave. But I postulate that consciousness is the smallest particle. And then I take the quantum physics stuff. This is for those who think that this is just woo-woo stuff. Well, there is a scientific basis for it, mm-hmm. and it works. And you will change your life because it changes your life's direction. And the best way to predict the future is to make the future. And the other law, that's a universal law, is what you put out comes back to you. So to keep putting out you know, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, we, we see that. We've all seen that in our lives happen. It becomes a chronic a chronic condition sometimes well we all know friends that are like that they they're so in the negative you know as part of their personality you know what's weird is that people think you do affirmations or you do quantum affirmations and it's going to change the world and all of a sudden you're going to be living in disney world 100 percent. no <laughs> you're going to be still on the precipice the precipice excuse me you're still going to be a blade runner between you know, life and death and, and, and the valley and the shadow and all that other stuff. It's just that you're going to get by and you're going to do well and you're going to thrive. And you're power. Gonna, 
And you're, yes, it, it's not like the negative ever goes away. That's what people have to realize about affirmations. It's basically like lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness. Yes. And I listen, I am a perfect proof that it works. Uh, when I've heard about affirmations the first time, it was probably about 25 years ago. And I remember hearing about it. And so I at the time, I didn't have your beautiful The Art of Affirmations card set uh, with me. So I had post-it notes and I would write the affirmation on there, but in the present tense. And I remember it just came to me. Now, I had heard about Sirius Satellite Radio, which is now Sirius XM. It was uh, radio. And I was a disc jockey on a radio station for music at the time. Somewhere in my heart, I had this feeling that I would love to be the manager, the director of a radio station, the program director. But it was at the time that I thought about this, it was seemed like an impossibility because I was just a disc jockey, not making that much money up in Poughkeepsie somewhere in New York at the time. And I had this desire in my heart, though. So I remember what I did. And I, I thought at the time I felt silly doing it, but I wrote down, I am the program direct. I am a program director at Sirius Satellite Radio. I stuck it on my mirror. I kid you not. I would look at it every day because it was on the mirror and I didn't think much of it. And I honestly, to be really honest, I didn't think it was would work because it just seemed so far fetched from where I was at that time in my career. But within five years, I was a program director at Sirius Satellite Radio. I was running a, a, a channel that did this kind of programming uh, about conscious, mindful living, um, healthy eating, healthy living, spiritual living. And uh, my dream came true. And it, it really, I think it began with that little post-it note on my mirror because something got into my consciousness, like you just said, Monty and Amy, in your consciousness begins the sort of alchemy, the, the science, the, the energy behind a thought or a desire or a prayer. There is this energy and that the affirmation does that. So that's, I love affirmations. They've worked for me on countless other things than just in radio, in my life, in love, and in uh, success, and everything. But your your wonderful packet here, the art of affirmations, your brand new, put out by the Enchanted World, which you can find anywhere. Uh, you can go to theenchantedworld.com dot com and get your your pack there, or you can find them in bookstores everywhere, Barnes and Nobles, some other big name stores that you have them. Um, people can read them. Like maybe people have a hard time coming up with really what they want to put in their heart that day. They get to pick one of your cards with the beautiful artwork. And it just, it feels meditative. It feels beautiful. And I think we can all use more of that every morning in our lives. So I'm grateful that you you did these. Um, what, do you, what kind of feedback are you getting on them? Well, people love it. And that's why we put the slot on the top of it so you can stick the card in. Like what you were talking about with the post-it note or putting it on a mirror. Because that's that's so powerful to make a part of your routine. You're looking in the mirror, or or say to yourself while you're putting on your makeup, you know, use a time that you're in the shower, a regular time to do your affirmations. And I love your story. It and they, they work for us, which is why we we put them into this project. We only do things that work for us and that we, you know, incorporated into our own lives. And I think it should always be something that's doable. 
you know, if it's too fantastic, you know, an idea, you're not going to believe it in your heart. So all of our affirmations are things that can, can really work for, for most everybody. I remember there thinking, I want to work in the, in the movie business. And I did, I affirmed that and I, I worked my butt off on one of Amy's art shows. Like you said, we always support each other. And someone was there, was a producer for WNET in New York City. There was about 30 years ago. Yeah, the next thing I knew, I'm, I'm a production assistant in the movie business. Then I'm a location manager. Then I'm a bodyguard. You know, <laughs> so people don't limit the universe and the universe won't limit you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I'm going to pull one more card before we end this segment. Um, just I did it at random, but it makes me feel good just reading the words. They're so beautiful. So this one says divine on the card. The riches of the world come to me effortlessly. And um, it's a long one, but it's it at the very end. It says you deserve the best. And so this is the kind of things that if we fill our hearts and our minds up with those types of words and thoughts and feelings in the morning or any time throughout the day, it changes everything. I really believe that. And your your beautiful, the art of uh, affirmation cards are just a pure testament to that. Another incredible gift that you guys just create constantly. It's hard to keep up with you. <laughs> well, because of the supply chain disruption, they weren't supposed to come out so close to each other. <laughs> but, but, you know, they were supposed to come out during the pandemic, but uh, everything got slowed up. Yes, you had the Oracle at Intuition, right? The Intuition Oracle. Yes. yes, the Intuition Oracle. And we want people to, you know, go to your local bookstore because we want bookstores to thrive. To remi- Barnes and Noble. We have our own shelves at Barnes and Noble because we did exactly what Laura did. We made a shelf talker, and we said we're going to have our own shelf at Barnes and Noble, and we (laughs) affirmed it, and we do. And you do. And every one is more beautiful than the next. Again, with the art of Amy Zerner, the words of Monty Farber, everything they sell is a, a beautiful testament to the most positive aspects of life. And your marriage and your partnership in, in work and life um, are, are a testament to that as well. I love having you on my show. And it's been like this for years and years. And as far as I'm concerned, it will continue forever as long as uh, we're all here playing and dancing together and making creating beautiful things i affirm that that's a good affirmation love you I love you guys both. Once again, Amy Zerner, Monty Farber, all you have to do is go to theenchantedworld.com. You'll see it's a beautiful website. You'll see everything they do there from the fashion to the books to the new art of affirmation cards. It's all there at theenchantedworld.com and Barnes & Noble as well. Lots of love, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, between affirmations and Manhattan whispers, dreams coming true is what a lot of what I think makes uh, this show just bring so much positivity because I love to put in some good news. Actually, I don't do it. Our guru of good news does. Jim Cleefield is here 
with a wonderful, happy story that he found on the Internet this week. Jim? Yes, uh, and it's great that we had Yola Nash on, by the way, just a, a lovely singer. And I think it's kind of apropos to the story in a way because you know, music is a lot of things to a lot of people. But you know what's the best quality about music? It has healing properties. And that goes with this story I'm going to talk about. There's a man who is a realtor musician by the name of Ryan Carney at Illinois. You might have had this story. His uh, father recently died from brain cancer. And because of his brain cancer, he lost his entire ability to talk. Uh, it, just, it, just, it just, again, that cognitive function just declined. But something magical happened before he passed. One day, a song came on the radio by Ben E. King. I'm sure you may have heard it, called Stand By Me. You know what happened? His dad, magically, started singing that song. Here's somebody who couldn't speak a word because of his cognitive decline, and he, he knew all the words. He started singing it. And Ryan was just stunned and dumbfounded. He said, I can't believe it. I know I'm not a doctor, he said, but the fact that this could happen here, just the music is able to just you know, break through something like a generative disease and just really trigger that chemistry in the brain. And he thought to myself, hmm, I could do something with this. Well, he's a cellist, by the way. So feeling expired as he did, he started taking his cello into senior homes around the area in Illinois, and uh, he started playing some music to, to kind of see if maybe if it could help them others with cognitive decline. Well, it just worked like a charm. It was a smash hit. So many residents were really gathering around the foyer, and they're just enjoying every second of this. And he said to himself, boy, I mean, to be able to generate that kind of chemistry for people like this, to make them, you know, think about this music, he said, it is the greatest feeling in the world. Now, I'm thinking to myself, maybe he's going to be one of those uh, great cellists. Like, he might be their answer to a yo-yo ma, let's say. I mean, the great cellist that travels all over the world. And he continues to do this. So, you know, because of what happened with his dad, made him want to go do this. So, great for him. And, again, that's just great. It shows you the power and the healing of music. Absolutely. Music is the universal language. I want to thank Yola Nash for being on today with her new album, Manhattan Whispers, and Monty and Amy from TheEnchantedWorld.com with their beautiful The Art of Affirmations card deck. It's absolutely gorgeous. And to you, Jim Cleefield, I thank you for always bringing us uplifted, up on a high note on every show of My The Way pleasure. Home. And Bob Small for putting it all together. Thank you so much. You bet. To everyone listening uh, every week and today, especially, lots of love to you. Take good care. Have a great week. Remember to say positive, affirmative things to yourself on a daily basis. Take care. I'm Laura Smith.